TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Erie County Legislator Joe Larigo. Joe, good morning. Morning, Joe. How are you? Doing well this morning. Uh, Joe, you know, this is something that had been called for, I mean, it seems over two years now. Uh, finally getting some, uh, finally getting uh, done by the Erie County Executive. What's your response? Well, you know, I'm glad that, uh, that we're finally having the conversation. The first I learned that the county executive was proposing it was on the floor of the legislature this past Thursday. But my colleagues and I in the minority caucus have been calling for a conversation on overtime for over two years now. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is we have way too many people in Erie County government who were earning exorbitant amounts of overtime that was going unchecked. And we need a policy like this. Um, I'm concerned about only applying it to 93 you know, commissioners and deputy commissioners and management level positions. We need to look at the underlying cause of the overtime and whether or not people are abusing the system that's currently in place. Now, this would uh, this would go into effect uh, next year, I believe. You know, the, the we look back at the pandemic and I know that's when a lot of this came up. It, it, will there be any calls to, to try to get some of that money back or try to make sure that something like that doesn't go into effect again? I mean, we know how quickly things can change in politics, Joe. You know, I think one of the things that we need to be most concerned about is, first of all, we're not sure if it's going to happen. We haven't seen the proposal. The legislature would have to approve it for 2023. Second of all, we need to know who exactly the, the county executive is looking for this policy to apply to. Uh, you know, law enforcement officers who are responding to an emergency or dealing with a, a crime situation or, or who are forced to work overtime because of lower staffing or something are different than, you know, management level positions who are racking up overtime to pad their pensions or eventually get a cash out at the end of the year. That conversation still hasn't been had. We haven't been able to look and see who was abusing the system and who was actually earning that overtime doing necessary functions until we have that conversation. I think any policy change, uh, you know, is premature. Yeah, and that is uh, something that John Garcia, the sheriff, brought up, uh, his concern that it would apply to his, uh, his department. And now is that something that you would like to see not included? It all depends. You know, we need to look at who was earning that overtime. You know, I know that there was a number of people who, uh, you know, built up a comp time bank of over 200 hours so they could take a cash payment after after they built that up. You know, if you have law enforcement officers who are working, you know, that much overtime and, you know, they get to that 200-hour threshold, we need to know what they were doing. You know, I presume that they're responding to emergencies, dealing with situations at the jails, those types of things. But when you have people in administrative level positions, uh, you know, that are just staying in their offices to build up that time so that they can take more vacations or get, you know, payouts at the end of the year, that's a concern. And that's always been my concern whenever we were talking about the levels of overtime that were paid out. We still haven't gotten to the bottom of that conversation and that's one that my colleagues and I have been calling for for two years. Yeah, speaking of that conversation, Joe, when did when was the first time you remember uh, there being attention drawn to these overtimes 
And was it before now ever addressed in a way by the county executive that made you think, okay, it, it, we're, we're getting somewhere before what you heard on Thursday? No, I mean, the first time we really started having conversations like this was, you know, during the height of the pandemic when you had the health commissioner and other management level employees racking up overtime hours. And, you know, some of that overtime certainly could be justifiable. You know, we were dealing with, the, you know, a once in a lifetime situation. But as it continued on and on and on, and we called for an explanation, none was given. That's always been the problem. And we were supposed to have a conversation over two years ago. But my colleagues across the aisle canceled that conversation unilaterally and had been refusing to, you know, have it again. And the first time we heard about any changes to overtime or the policy was this past Thursday from the uh, the controller in the administration. Do you think anyone in the administration uh, – this is uh... – this is just a question that came to mind. Do you think anyone in the administration owes you know certain people an apology for the name calling when this was first uh, first addressed two years ago? You know, I don't want to get involved in that back and forth. I think you know, anytime you have name calling from any side, you're 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 lowering the level of discourse. I try and do my best to stick to the policies that are presented and the issues that are put for us. Not dealing with you know who likes who and who doesn't get along and you know, what political party you uh, might happen to be registered with. You know, at the end of the day, we all work for the taxpayers of Erie County, and those are the people that I care about. And I think, you know, getting into the, the fray of the name calling does those people a disservice. Now, I, was this, this was announced as part of the, of the budget that was uh, given to the legislature? Uh, the budget is not released yet. Uh, the budget will be sent to us on October 15th. So um, the personnel commissioner announced at this past Thursday's meeting that it was going to be part of the county executive's proposed budget, but then the legislature has a month and a half to go through and make amendments and craft our own budget after the county executive submits his. Anything you're looking for in particular in that budget when it's released? Oh, uh, what I'm looking for is an opportunity finally to lower the property tax levy for every Erie County resident. You know, since Mark Polencars took office, the property tax levy has grown over $100 million, and you know he can talk all he wants about lowering the rate. But the fact of the matter is, every Erie County resident is paying more in taxes today than they were when he first took office. Last year, we had an opportunity with a $175 million surplus to lower that tax levy and provide real relief to everyone. We had a, a common sense proposal that would have reduced the levy by over $20 million. Both my colleagues across the aisle and the county executive rejected that. And you can bet that my colleagues and I in the minority will be fighting to lower taxes again this year. Joe, anything you know about the developments with the stadium? We know that the talks were extended. Is the legislature uh, given any information on this? Uh, no, we're, we're, we're given none, just like we've been given none throughout the entire process. Uh, you know, the county executive and his team demanded that anybody having to do with any of the negotiations, whether it's the community benefits agreement or anything else, sign non-disclosure agreements. I wasn't invited to those meetings. I wouldn't sign a non-disclosure agreement. I don't think that's right. I think the public has a right to know what's going on when we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars of their money. But there's another issue where the county executive and I disagree. So hopefully we get something done soon. Hopefully the legislature gets an update. And if we do, I'll be sure to let everybody know. All right. So the budget, the, uh, the stadium, anything else going on in the legislature that uh, we should keep our eyes on in the uh, coming month? Uh, well, I would say this week is a, is a very important week. My colleagues and I in the minority uh, have a resolution that we're looking to eliminate the sales tax on uh, heating oil uh, and other fuels, including natural gas, propane, and possibly even electricity. 
uh, New York State stopped charging uh, sales tax on utilities in 1980. Erie County is one of only 16 counties that continues to do so. And with the rising costs of everything from food and groceries to gasoline and inflation through the roof, we believe that we should eliminate that sales tax on you know, utilities that everybody uses and needs. And Joe, one last thing. The, 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 speaking of the gas sales tax that was uh, cut at the county level, when does that expire? Uh, based on the, the resolution that was passed, it goes through the end of February. Uh, again, my colleagues at the time and, and I pushed to have that a permanent uh, tax cap, and we're going to be continuing to do that as we get closer. Joe Larigo, always uh, nice catching up with you. Have a great Sunday. You too. Go Bill. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 